Ask the Podcast Coach for September 19th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that says, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there from the average guy.tv is the one and only Jim Cullison. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good to be back with you on a Saturday morning. And of course, we wouldn't miss the coffee pour. No, and, can't, uh, can't do that. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm super thirsty this morning. Tell, tell us. Yeah, that is brought to you by Mark over at podcastbranding.co. The great one-two punch of Mark is not only is he a podcaster, he's been podcasting since 2013, but he is a awesome graphic artist. So whether you need a new website, if you need new artwork, if you need a logo, if you need a lead magnet, if you need a book cover, if you need something that looks pretty, I'm telling you, podcastbranding.co. And the great thing about it is where some of these guys will use like templates and they just kind of, you give them a, a name and something and they just throw a couple things in there. Mark will actually work with you to make sure that not only do you look good, but it matches your brand. So if your show is kind of a wacky morning zoo, you don't want a super serious looking logo. You want something that matches your brand, hence podcastbranding.co. So thank you to uh, Mark over at podcastbranding.co for uh, sponsoring the morning pour. So and thanks for, for delicious coffee, Mark. I appreciate <laughs> it. So it's always a good morning. Dave, welcome back. Oh, it's nice to be back. Last week, right? Yeah, last week I was uh, moving my sister. There's there's three phases to this process. Phase one, move my sister out of the house we grew up in. Phase two, fix it up to the point that you can afford it. And then phase three will be moving me in. All this has to be done before December 1st, which is when I move out of my apartment. So phase one is done. My sister is out. December 1st? So you've got some time, but it goes fast. Well, the other thing is when I woke up this morning, it was 41 degrees outside. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I don't really want to move in November. I'd like to move in October. And I've already started moving stuff over there. So, yeah, it's a fun process. So, the the like I said, phase one is done. And, uh, you know, it'll be fun. It's a fun adventure. The the deeper I get into it, the more I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt financially. So, but come middle 2021, and I've paid more money to have air conditioning put in, because that's another, that's like phase four. Yeah, uh, I, I will be happy. But at this point, yeah. you kind of look at it and go, this is going to hurt. This is, it's going to be a little pain to go through. But uh, on the other side, I did get the thing from my, the place where I live. And sure enough, my rent was going up again, which it has every year since I've lived here. Oh, no, right on. And I was like, all right. Will you own the house when you're done? I, is, yeah, it's it paid yours? for. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it, technically it's still in my sister's name, but we haven't got that part over. But we've talked about that. And eventually well, you're going to, you're going to, yeah. because you're making investments into things yeah. that, that then you will you'll be able to resell again. Yeah, but the the big news this week was Amazon Music in they they rolled out to the UK and also to the US. So that was exciting, you know. It's it's actually kind of cool. I mean, it's so at first I was a little like, all right, it's another place, right? right. I mean, it's another Audible, it's another Pandora, it's another fill in the blank, right? And then I thought, wait a minute. I've always struggled to get home gadget geeks to play. You know, you got to say, Hey, a lady play mm. home gadget geeks on tune in or on Spreaker or whatever. And now you can just, at least for me, Hey, a lady play home gadget geeks. Boom. It's right there. It, cause it defaults to, to, to Amazon music. Oh yeah. 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 So now it, it struggled a little bit. So home gadget geeks and cyber frontiers. Those are the two podcasts I do outside of work flawless they just worked first time okay i did a little i did some weird things like uh call to coach is really hard for 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 her to hear and we put gallop in front of it for seo purposes so i have to say play gallop theme thursday that's kind of awkward like people people just want to say theme thursday that doesn't work so on the work side i have some difficulties but man for home gadget geeks that worked out the gate that's exciting to me like you're all of a sudden you're like ooh. On Alexa now, this finally works. Yeah. Couple yeah. couple things to keep in mind. If you're on Libsyn, you're going to do one of two things. Either A, go in and take the two seconds to go at Amazon, add, yes, I approve, done. Or 
if you go to amazon.com slash podcasters, but do not do both or you'll be listed twice. So it's best to do it in Libsyn because that way, in the event that you actually leave Libsyn, when you put in a redirect, we redirect all the feeds. So just keep that in mind. That's a way to avoid you know, having duplicates in Amazon. Keep in mind also, when you publish an episode, and this is the same with Apple and Google and Spotify and Overcast, when you hit publish, your episode may not show up for 24 hours. And that is something I get every single day. They do have a featured section. And let me just share my screen. Uh, I did a, a quick video for this on YouTube, but I'll just uh, share my, my this slide especially. If you want to be featured, send an email to podcastpromo at amazon.com. But they're going to ask you for the publisher, contact name, series name, series description, promotional territory, trailer release date, first episode release date, release schedule, desired promotion date, social media accounts used to promote the show, and podcast original working files. So if it's a uh, Photoshop file. And then if you have any questions, this is another one that we need to do. 72-hour turnaround at Amazon. Not 24, not 6, not not 48. It's 72 hours. And which, that, is, which basically is forever. Yeah. yeah <laughs> in, in, yeah. So uh, in, in podcasters' minds, seventy-two hours is forever. Yeah, but uh, that's it, that's it, what it looks like on that's what home gadget geeks look like on Amazon Music. I mean, it's pretty basic, but it looks pretty good. It's not too bad. No, they're they're doing the thing where they kind of pull the artwork or the colors from the artwork into your background, which is kind right. of cool. So yeah, it's kind of hazy back there. You can kind of see it, but it yeah. allows them to get the colors and and you know it's it's a good start. For, for what they're doing. I, I don't know, Dave, how are you guys feeling about visibility, you know, in, in the circles that we run in? How do you think people are feeling about, is this going to get, do you think it'll get more people to listen to podcasts to have it available? Like I said a few minutes ago, it's easier to listen on Echo devices than yeah. it was b- before. Chances are, if you check yours, go ahead, just go out and check it. Well, wait till after the show, but go out and check your podcast on there if you submitted it. I didn't remember submitting it and they just worked. Yeah, so here's Ask the Podcast Coach. So the nice thing about it... even Oh, the, and your album art came across, too. Yeah, the, it does yeah. do episodic. And the thing that, art, yeah. that they do, which is nice as well, is they do full show notes. So any kind of links, things like that, are... But now full, like, keep scrolling down. Is it full, full? Because, like, PodPage does this, too, where they bring in the first... And they bring in a lot. Yeah, let me... But um, it's not completely full, you no, know, because I have... It's, I bring in transcripts and the whole nine yards. I don't know about transcripts, but all the yeah. links work. And, and a lot of times yeah. this is all the show notes are. Let me see here. If I go to... Boy, links working is going to be scary. Yeah. It would be scary. Yeah, it could be. Oh, if God. we go to... Wait, I thought... Oh, if I click on this. Yeah. See, I've I've followed the school of podcasting. So, yeah. So, full show notes. Which is cool. And again, you can see in the background where they kind of have that blurry school of podcasting logo. So it's, it's now what's I thought was interesting is I just was listening to Todd and Rob over at the new media uh, show. And Rob said that about 70,000 podcasts are there, which is a very small fraction. And this is where you get that into that whole weird anchor discussion and the anchor litter, you know, did the people in anchor submit their show or whatever. But compared to the whatever it is, one point something million, that that's a small number. And I was surprised. I did have a couple of shows, and I knew, I knew this was coming before everybody else did. And I still didn't list your podcast consultant. I just was like, oh, that's not in there yet. So if you haven't listed your show over there, I'm going to be interested to see. On let's see, what is this? September? You would think by November, Rob should have some stats over at Libsyn to see what kind of percentage, you know, people, A, will be able to see how many people actually submitted their show because there are a lot of people, you know, if you think about it, we know this stuff because we're in our little podcast bubble, but, you know, other people that are out there doing their real estate podcast and things like that, they're not really paying attention to this and they may not know to list their show. So it's it'd be interesting to think, see. I don't think links are working in there. I think it's just text and I get a different when I, when I, when I click on an episode, my show notes are not coming across. 
Oh. Like yours, like yours were. Yeah, because here's when, here, when you showed that. Here's my interview. Yeah, no, I see, I see your notes, but and but, like here's but, when I put my mouse over this. Now I didn't click on this. I get the little weird number one finger, but that is. Huh. My mine are not mine are not coming across. So maybe huh, I'll have to look into that. See okay. here, what's uh, that's home gadget geeks. Thank you. <laughs> like drawing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. There's a lot of stuff to think about. No. Geeks. Okay. There you are. Yeah, it's good to see you can find it. I click on that. I click on yeah. that. See? No no notes. It's oh. got the description. It's got the first, and maybe it's a character limit of some kind. So, because I, it's, what it's doing is grabbing my description. I have a, you know, a sentence yeah. of, of, of a description of what's going on. Maybe in yours, you don't have, I, I don't know. Daniel figure it out. Yeah, it, it may be, huh, that's a good question, because with, with mine, I, I always put in a Apple summary. I usually put like a sentence and a half, which I don't see really. And if we just look at the show notes here of what we we're just talking about, I have. Oh, maybe it's maybe it's because you go through Lipson or something. Well, yeah, but and that should that should make a difference. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, here's my description. I mean, all my show notes are in my details section. So if you've got the links in there, in theory, that should should wake. Well, it's okay. It's new. We'll, we'll get it. it. Is we'll get new. It. Daniel did say in the chat they're not using the content and code, code like they should. They yeah. Don't use, he he says in a comment they don't use content dot encoded. Yeah, he says. Let's like be honest. Libsyn works with the summary description in the content encoded tags weirdly, because Amazon caters to that weirdness. Well, oh, so it, maybe it is because I don't. Maybe I, maybe that's because I'm not encoding it that way in my show notes. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I self-host, so I don't. It's maybe it's a little bit different that way. I don't. I don't mind actually not having the way I've got it set up. I think uh, there's a description one of commercials. Very interesting. Full show notes. Yeah. See, I have a I have a tag in there that's got the full show notes. So if people want to come out, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'm good. Kyle says all his lips and in Wooshka links. Uh, those are working. So it, I, it, I'm with you. I'm like, I, I'm not sure. Because on one hand, it is Amazon. And I mean, that's a huge, uh, and they said it was 55, I want to say 55 million people use Amazon Music. I thought I saw no, that. That sounded about right. So that I was like, you know, right. if you get, you know, a couple percentages of that, and then a couple well, percentage of that to find your show, it's like. I think it's the next step in discovery for for these smart devices for these digital assistants, whatever we're calling them, smart speakers, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I think it's the next step. And like I said, it just got a million times easier to listen to my show on those things. You don't have to know the extra tag on there to get it done. I don't have to give instructions. Literally someone can just say home gadget geeks and now it pops up. And now I think I'll have to check on this. I'd like to see what their video or what their audio controls are like on these smart speakers. Do they allow, forward and back and pause and that would be cool fast forward and some of those kinds of things and is it going to pick up where you left that off that, right, that's always right. cool um, remember playlists that may be another another feature that you know because you can set these on the web you can set them into playlists and can you bring back a playlist on there i imagine you would it works the same as the music i just haven't used amazon music that much i mean we listen to it all me. the time but i don't really use those features I, I just started it. Well, here's this. I just started using Amazon Music this week. I was like, you know what? I have a Prime thing. I'm not on. No. I'm I'm not on the deal where I get unlimited music. But I started playing with some of their playlists, and some of them weren't that bad. Dan is asking, do we know if Amazon's going to have a dashboard to see stats? In other words, how many followers or stats through their platform, mm-hmm. like Spot? Not that I've heard of yet, but again, this is where if you're using Libsyn and you set them up as a destination, you'll be able to see how many people are using that. They do have a, it's it's not, it's pass through, so they're not hosting the file, that's great. So in theory, assuming they have a decent user agent and your uh, media host shows that, you should be able to see how many people are listening on, on Amazon. So, do you, Have you seen any any user agents pop up in any stats yet that you've seen? Let me go. For, for Amazon, that'd be interesting to see if they've if will, they've popped up already. I, I will check because the school of podcasting kind of, while, you're, while you're looking, Kyle does say on Alexa you can skip and rewind in a number of seconds and minutes. 
So, yeah. So I imagine, you know, like on my show, it takes us oh, a minute 30 to get past the intro. And then I have a bunch of stuff up front. So I imagine users could say skip ahead five minutes and to get to the content. If, the, if that's what they wanted to do. I'll in, have to test that out. Yeah. In true user fashion, confusing user agent confusion. There is Alexa Media Player, Alexa Mobile Voice, Amazon Music Podcast. Oh, boy. And Amazon Music. Okay. So, well, thanks for making that what about as clear. Audible? Audible, is Audible, in there? Audible is not in there yet. And what okay. Audible is doing, and some of them are pretty interesting, Audible launched, and I don't know that it's an ongoing podcast, but they launched a bunch of stuff. Like one that I listened to was Cheryl Crow has like a little two-hour audiobook on how I didn't realize Cheryl Crow was at one point the backup singer for Michael Jackson and how when she was doing that, literally like straight out of the movies, some management artist man was like, get in my limo and then proceeded to sexually harass her. And I was like, oh, geez, Louise. Um, But it was kind of, you know, there was that. So there's a bunch of these things on Audible that are kind of like, well, technically they're not a podcast, but all of a sudden they just busted out with a ton of like this audio content. I'm trying to, yeah, if I share my screen here, we'll, 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 for those listening, I'll explain what I'm looking at, but it's, they have all these books, but at the, yeah, now they're calling them podcasts. So like one, one is actually Michael Caine doing something called heist, you know, and I don't know who, Oh, Mel Roberts, She's the, oh, she's famous for just give it five minutes. There's a, a thing she has. So it's all these little like baby audiobooks, but they're not a podcast, but they're calling them podcasts. And so that's why here's uh, Blake Griffin, the guy from the famous basketball team in L.A. that's not the Lakers. Jamie Lee Curtis has something here. Stuart Copeland, my dad was a spy. That's the drummer from the police. So they've got a bunch of celebrities, which doesn't always mean it's going to be exciting, but they have a bunch of little baby, they're calling them podcasts, but they're not. But on the other hand, I added two or three to my list of listening, which is kind of weird because that stops me from buying audiobooks. But it does keep my subscription. So, Jim, you found something, apparently. Well, this is to go back to Amazon Music. Yeah. I, I, I looked at the catalog. Look at the the very first podcast. Of course. Like, could it not? Could they not have been any more original or creative in curating, like, what they put out there? There's, so, like, <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a playlist from, like, five years ago now, right? Four years ago, maybe? Yeah. Like, I need- Come on. I never heard of Code Switch, but I had heard of Serial, 99% of it, uh, Invisible, Mark Marine. The only thing missing there is Joe Rogan, and, well, we know why. The essentials? Like, seriously, Serial is an essential? Like, I don't know. I I just... That gets now the trending down below, right? That gets a little bit better. That's that's that at least maybe that's closer to something that that is actual real. And then there's some some feature of the week. But I just saw that. I was like, oh, I wonder what they're because as uh, yeah. I was going to the page, Dave, I was like, cereal is going to be the very first. Oh, yeah. I just know it is. I just know it is the very first thing you're going to see is cereal. Click on that for sure giggles. Not. Click on cereal. I'm dying to know if the first. No, it's not showing the first. Yeah, they're going in, they're going, they're not, they're going in a sonic order. Right. So it's the last episode, not, yeah, so last, unfortunately they're right. going to click on episode, see, they're going to get season three first. Right. Which right. is a bummer. Yeah, they don't have it, they don't have it switched. Mm. That is a bummer. Yeah, that's a miss. That's kind of a miss on yeah, that Yeah, I, I don't want to start with, see, uh, yeah. I mean, it could be worse. They could start with season two, but. Yeah. And the only reason I, I like season three is it was about Cleveland <laughs> <laughs> and how corrupt it is. And I'm like, Hey, look at us getting all sorts of really bad press. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to be, it, it'll be fun to watch, you know, to see, you know what it is. Kyle says, yeah, the podcast essential reads like the front page of Apple's podcast wannabes. I was surprised. I, of course I go in and I'm looking at, uh, I forget what I'm listed in. I think I'm under business, but I looked at technology 
and I saw, and I won't say what it was, but I saw a podcast that hasn't had an episode out since 2019. It's a podcast about podcasting, and it was somewhat, in my opinion, famous for putting out not great, not accurate content and also never asking a remotely, like for me, a good interview is when you ask the question that your audience wants to ask and this guy never did that. And I was like, what is, and I was like, wow. Cause I, I, I just updated my list of podcasts about podcasting and he is now in the pod faded area cause he hasn't had an, uh, an episode out since, like I said, almost a year. And uh, I was like, how did this guy get featured in technology? And then it dawned on me, what am I doing? I'm comparing my podcast to others. And I'm like, this is not a healthy yeah. activity. I'm yeah. like, I was like, well, some comparison is okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think there's some comparison to, to learn some things. I, I, so here's, here's a, a weird ironic story, right? So this week I got just actually last night, I got an email from one of my listeners on the, on called to coach or theme Thursday. And she said, I just recommended your podcast to somebody I was coaching. And so they brought it up in the podcast player and they, and I told them, you know, she's got, she wanted a specific season number in episode and you put the season number at the end, which I do. Like we always write, we don't recommend, right? Season and episode goes yeah. to the end of it, not in the very beginning, but this user, she, she wanted to search by season and episode. And so in the podcast player, not like go anywhere else and do it. She right. wanted to be able to do it in the podcast player. Plus she was losing a player that truncated like the title down to, I think like seven characters. <laughs> it was not very much. I saw the screenshot of it and I was like, and it was a really obscure podcast player, but it was one of those pieces of feedback where you, it got me thinking again. I'm like, Oh, well maybe I should, because theme Thursday so season heavy. Yeah. Maybe I should have, it should say S six or S five or S four as the very first thing. But this is the kind of feedback that kind of starts driving you mad because you change that and then someone else goes, well, I, I don't, I didn't want the season up front. I want the, I want the yeah. episode or I want the, right. And you start chasing your tail on, on feedback. So I think you have to be really, really careful. I said, Hey, thanks for your feedback. I'll consider it I, to go through and change all the episodes. You know, we have 300 in there or whatever now, maybe 200. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Happen. It's not going to happen. Like it, it would only happen if we were going to do some major changes to some things. Well, but, I, I had a thing that that is not podcasting, but kind of, uh, I've been doing this live streaming thing for my church where we have a whopping 16 people show up. Yeah. And at the beginning, the first 15 minutes, church starts at 1030, 1015 to 1030, you just get in there and say, hey, how's everybody doing? And and they all talk about each other and they're all talking about their bunions and everything that aches and pains because they're all old. And somebody said, that doesn't seem very worshipful. One person said that. And they said, well, when were you listening? And they're like, well, before the service started, we're like, well, that's not the service. Like that's, <laughs> and, and because of that, because that one person, they yeah. made it, they made a change. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. I go, why are we yeah. making, I said, we had 16 people. One person complained. I go, if it was, yeah, it just drove me nuts. So. Um, well, and, and this is the thing about listening to feedback is you can kind of create a Frankenstein version of your podcast if you're trying to get every single optimization in for every single person. Yeah, and you know, and you'll 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 drive yourself mad. I've in and, and sometimes that the the feedback isn't consistent, so you make some changes based on feedback and that then other people complain, and so you change some things back, and then six months later, more right. And you're constantly just herky jerky moving things around. I, I'm not gonna, we're, you know, we're, there's just too many. There's too many moving parts. Yeah. If I change it there, I got to change it on Gallup.com. I got to change it on YouTube. Then it's got to filter down to all the other stuff. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I have not. This is the first complaint I've heard, or the first suggestion I've heard about that. We have other ways to search. Yeah, you know, I so, have. I have seen people yeah. where all of a sudden in the middle, they'll just start putting things at the end or at the beginning, they'll just start like in the middle, like you can see where the first 62 episodes were formatted a certain way. Then all of a sudden on episode 63, they just like, and they're like, look, from this point forward, I'm not changing the other 62. So Daniel has a great point. He says it is kind of ironic that the, the serial <laughs> podcast is not serialized coming in from, you, you know, him, you love him, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Bangs Naughty Bits. Wow, it, during the during the live show? Yeah, during the live show. Mr. Right. Mr. Bits, how are you? Doing get, pretty darn get good. Get the buzzer ready. <laughs> Doing pretty darn good. That's good. 
one thing, Jim, remember two years ago, Apple would remove your podcast for putting yeah. the episode numbers in. Like yeah. That. No, I know there was some talk about that back then. And I think we even said, like, don't put that up front because you have a minimum number of characters and you want to get that title. You you want to see it. It's, it's just like saying the same thing in the first part of the title all the time. It's even even putting the name of your podcast in there was a bad was a bad suggestion at that time. So, yeah, no, I at this point, I sent a screenshot back to him and said, well, this is what I see on Apple Podcasts. And I think it's OK. Like, I think you can find things just fine. And she was like, well, she'd still like the season number. And I'm like, well, OK, well, thanks for the feedback. So we're, we're not going to change it. The old okay. thanks for the feedback. Yeah. yeah, indeed. One other question for you, specifically, it applies to Jim specifically. Okay. Regarding Amazon, how do you feel about their terms of service that they had, where you're not allowed to disparage Amazon, yeah. Audible, yeah. their business partners, any of those people? Now, that's changed slightly since it originally came out, but as a hardware podcast who reviews product, you're not allowed you say naughty words about the Alexa? Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I am very concerned about this. Yeah. And I, I personally don't recommend using Amazon Music right now until that gets straightened out. Yeah. I think it's I, I think it's a good recommendation. I, I, I don't I actually personally, uh, and Dave, you can answer this question too. I personally don't have an issue with it because it's their platform. Now I know that's not a popular, that's not always a popular way of seeing things, but it's their platform, they own it. They, they pay for it. They do those things. So you're agreeing not to say anything nasty about their products going forward. Uh, Well, okay. I'm, I am agreeing. Yeah. I'll agree not to do that. And if I do that, they have the right to remove me. That's it. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. That's me. I'm like, go ahead and police that. that. Go right ahead. When you guys remove me, if I said my Alexa is a, I don't know, that naughty word, and you guys remove me, I'm like, you know what? I said something disparaging. I knew that. You took me out. You know what? Guilty as charged. I just want to see them police that. That's my whole thing. Fair enough. Uh, The entire uh, staff of uh, Spotify came out trying to police someone last week, you know, so... I'm not overly happy about this, and I would recommend the rest of the podcasting community be less cavalier about what they're granting other people yeah. Yeah. over their it's, podcast. It's, it's good advice, I think. And and hey, if that's not great for you, do do what you need to do to do what needs to get done. I, I, I'm all, I'm all for that too. So yeah. if you if you want to if you want to go and do that, awesome. Yeah, do it. I just, I personally don't care. Yeah. Daniel saying Apple would not remove podcasts for having episode numbers in the normal titles. They would, would remove it for having the numbers in the Apple slash iTunes title tag. And actually, I don't know that they're still doing that because I saw somebody yesterday that was like, hey, just for the record, Apple doesn't want you to put episode numbers in the Apple title and they weren't removed. I think it's just kind of like you make Apple frown when you do that. I don't know that. There I was that week or two where Nobody knew what the heck Apple was talking yeah, about. Well, Even Apple. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's yeah, true. People were just panicking and renumbering their episode catalogs yeah. and whatnot. All right. Yeah. Well, I will let you go. All right, man. I, All right. I didn't like this glowing. Yeah. Hey, look how fun Amazon is. Yeah. It's like there are some things there that, and I'll be in, when they remove the first person, I'll be like, well, I guess they weren't kidding. So. And they did they did kind of tweak it, but it is still kind of like really, really okay. But, well, uh, that sounds like a challenge. I'll accept. You have a <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll see you. Thanks, Banks. Uh, it's a good point. It's a really good point. I, I, and I get his point. What he's what he's saying there about that about having some. But you know, in, in this case, if I'm agreeing to put it on the platform and that's the rules, I, I, I've I know going in those are those rules. If I don't want to follow them, I get off. Or I wait for them to police it. I like your, I'm kind of a challenge them to police. And listen, I don't, I don't necessarily say disparaging things uh, right. uh, about that. I don't, not today. Now that doesn't mean in the future, I won't, you know, I've said things about their CEO that, that I'm not particularly, you know, happy about the way he does things from time to time. Right. You know, that that's the risk you run. It's their platform. Well, speaking, so, speaking uh, of people, I will never disparage. Oh, you know, we have some awesome subscribers. Some awesome supporters. Yeah. What do we do? We call them subscribers or supporters? Supporters, I think. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I need to change my vernacular <laughs> so I make sure I get it right with you because it always seems like I say the opposite of yeah. what you say. So 
But okay. awesome supporters. Yeah. So we want, we still have the spot open. If you're uh, looking for some one-on-one consulting, you can become the teacher's pet. But we always thank our $20 supporters, awesome people like Shane at spybrary.com, Kim Cradgy at toastmasters101.net, Carl White at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com, Ed Sullivan at soniccupcake.com, Max Truscott at aviationnewstalk.com, Greg at debtshepherd.com, Glenn the Geek Hebert at horseradionetwork.com, and we're actually not going to thank our. I I do realize something. Michael Delaney at babymountainradio.com. I need to get his graphic to to put that in there because he changed his. He was a previous five dollar supporter, and he up to that. And I said, hey, what what website do you want us to pimp? And he's like, ah, just Baby Mountain Radio. He's working on a a new show. He's going to do a I think a political show with his kid, and that's not quite off the ground yet. But uh, I do want to before I I know Carrie has a question in the chat room. I want to hit. Bangs brought up Mr. Rogan. People are arguing from what we see, different stories inside of Spotify. They're not happy about some of the things that Joe Rogan's guests are saying. And this just came out on Joe's Instagram. Hello, everybody. I need to make an apology and a retraction. I said something on the podcast with Douglas Murray about people getting arrested for lighting fires. And I got duped. It's wrong. There was one guy who got arrested for lighting fires somewhere else. And someone sent me something about people getting arrested for lighting fires in Portland. And I said it without looking into it. It's very irresponsible. I just, I didn't check. I made a mistake. I f- <laughs> up and I'm sorry if I duped you as well. There's nothing I can do about it now. It's out there, but it's definitely a mistake. My apologies. And I will take this into consideration, certainly, when I say things in the future. I know it feels very irresponsible of me. I don't take it lightly. I'm very upset with myself. And I apologize to you as well. Sorry. Now, I thought about that. And I was like, oh, Joe Rogan did an apology. Google Joe Rogan apology. This is not something that's not new to Joe. Joe had, Mm. I think, the head of uh, Twitter on or Uber or somebody, Jack somebody. And apparently something was said and people got upset. And Joe was like, hey, I didn't understand that at the time. I do now. Sorry if I offended you. So don't go crazy that Joe Rogan apologized. This is not something that he does a lot because he tries to be on, on you know, he, he likes to do his research. But I think just the fact that the timing of like, hey, he came on, He's on Spotify. There are people that are arguing over that from what I understand um, yeah. with Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I, I met the Spotify team at, I, I went to dinner with them and a bunch of Libsyn people once. And it is, I'm not sure. I know they're based out of Switzerland, but it's, it's a much younger. I felt like the old guy, like here, help grandpa use his phone kind of thing. They were all, you know, in their twenties and uh, so it'll it'll be interesting to to see how that whole thing plays out. So, but we when I interviewed my daughter, who's a journalist on uh, Home Gadget Geeks, I asked her, "Are podcast journalists?" And uh, she she kind of emphatically said yes. There's a lot more to that conversation than this. And so, I think I think it's smart. I mean, you can you can be. There's a lot of great stuff going on in the chat room that I'm not going to repeat right now around this. But you you can be as skeptical or as cynical as you want about this. But I do think just from a pure integrity standpoint, I think this is a good move. And I think it's a smart one. If you come out and you did something and he was saying that he didn't, it didn't have the, and I, I don't know what's the truth on that or not, yeah. but if he, if he believes he said something in error, come back and say, yeah, you know what I said, what I said there was a mistake. That was, that was my mistake. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do any fact checking. Yeah. I think, and, uh, and I think that's a smart move. I think we should do that as well. I, I, I try to do that whenever whenever I can. I don't publish it on. Where, where, where did you find that on Instagram? That was on Instagram. Yeah, I yeah. saw that David Hooper had it in his Facebook feed. He's like, "Oop, Joe's making an apology. He must have done something wrong." And I went over to Instagram, and I'm like, "Well, that's different." But uh, yeah, I, I listen to No Agenda. They do a great job of kind of breaking down what the media is saying, and they they have you know this is a show that gets huge numbers of downloads. And so their audience is, in many cases, in the media. And some one of their, they call them producers, their audience, explain, they're like, hey, I'm like, I'm a journalist. And many times when I go into the office, the 
there are companies that go out and actually do the research and then they just send you a paragraph to read off of a teleprompter. And they said, so there are many times when nobody like the actual journalist is not doing the investigating. And so consequently they're just, and that's why you get the same story over and over and over, which was interesting because then I listened to congressional dish. And especially now, if you're trying to figure out who to vote for congressional dish, she did a deep dive into the post office and what you hear in the new media and what's actually going on are two different things. And it, the post office is definitely in in a bit of an issue, but not because people are defunding it or things of that nature. But it was really interesting. And that's where I look at, at, at Jen Briney and go, yeah, she's a journalist. Cause she's, and what's great about Jen and the No Agenda Show, they both have links to here's all the sources for my stories. If you, if I, and I have an interview today that's coming out on Monday with a woman who does a podcast for her business and I, and she's in like the health industry. And I said, you know what? There are some people that treat paleo like a religion. And, and then there's the, you know, the Adkins people and the, this people. And she goes, look, I approach feedback as what can I learn from you? Like, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Let's have a dialogue and, and go from there. So it, it's going to, yeah, I'm with you. I think we we should be journalists. In fact, not this week, but next week, I'm doing an episode on what's interesting. And I start hmm. off with, and I'll give you just a little tease. Have you heard that human beings have the attention span of a goldfish? You ever heard that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not true. Hmm. But it's been repeated so much, so much that people think it's true and it's not. And I will talk about how I did a deep dive into well, just I need to shut up. But basically, that was a Microsoft study that wasn't a Microsoft study that went back to somebody who went back to somebody. And the original person, it was just ugh. anyway. Yeah. Jim, are yeah. you on? Are you on TikTok? No, thank no, God. I, I'm not either. Uh, Carrie says so. There's a lot of conversation going yeah. on in the TikTok world, mm-hmm. in which I'm fully immersed about making content more accessible for deaf. And uh, she says I have a deaf uncle, and much of my family is ASL, so it resonated and made me think. I wonder if there are equivalents in the podcasting world, maybe with tools like Headliner. Well, there's, I mean, I, you can have, I use otter.ai. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash otter and use them for transcripts. But the problem is they're about 80 to 85% accurate. And you're like, oh, that's pretty good. No, that means for every 100 words, you're replacing 15. And trust Mm -hmm. me, I've done it. It takes a lot of time. So the I think the difference is this is where we get into the weird thing. Like I don't want the FCC involved in podcasting. I stay out of here. Mm-hmm. But there's there's the public broadcasts which are free to everyone, and in theory, no, we're okay because to get a podcast you have to have the internet. To get the internet, you have to pay for it typically, as far as I know. So it's not free over the airwaves, which is why the FCC can regulate it. It's free. It's in the airwaves. All you need is a TV to and an antenna to get it. But I know that's why there are closed captioning and things of that nature. So it's, and I know, I forget who it was. Is it Spotify? There's some company that's going after, no, they're going after Gimlet, I think, which is Spotify, about making their shows more accessible. So well, I think we're going to, I think we're going to get more and more pressure for accessibility on some of what we're doing. We're already a gallop. We're already kind of thinking through those, those things. It's, and I get a lot of, I get a lot of pressure for translations, you know, on what we do. So Mm. we do in English, primarily in English. I do have four other shows in other languages. We do one in Japanese. We do one in German, a new one in Portuguese, uh, one in Spanish. Wow. And German. So five, I guess five languages we do. They're not all the same shows and it's not a copy of the same. They're just done in different languages. But I do get the the English shows are popular enough. I get folks all the time saying, hey, it would be great if you could translate this. Super expensive to get that done and to get it done right. And with as many shows as we have and and slows down the process quite a bit. But I think we're going to get and we should get more pressure. We at Gallup, we transcribe 100% now. So we use Otter and then I have somebody go through and correct it. But we get a lot of value. And, and Dave, let me challenge folks. If you're, if, say, if you're not doing translations today, let me tell, or a transcription, sorry. If you're not doing transcriptions today, let me tell you what transcriptions have helped, how they have helped me. So I go through the Otter, you know, the Otter transcription, get it assigned to the right person, and then I start correcting things. 
One, it's a great reminder as I'm writing the show notes of what exactly I talked about. So you get two for one. Like if you're going to go back and write some show notes, it's helpful to go through the actual transcriptions as you're writing the show notes because you remember things. At Gallup, we do these things called pull quotes too. If something was said in there that's really, really interesting, we find it during that transcription editing process, pull it out. Okay, there's another benefit of going through the transcriptions to get it done. I started copying you, Dave, and that I now have a kind of a table of contents for my audio that says, hey, at this time we started this. At this time we started this. I don't know why it's taken me so long to do that, but I'm doing it. So I'm doing it now. Uh, Daniel was on the show last week, Thursday. We'll talk about there at the end. But in it took, you know, to get to the point, it probably took us seven or eight or nine minutes. So I'll have a spot in the table of contents that says, okay, the actual RGB lighting discussion starts here for people that are interested. I get all of that by doing the transcriptions. So I'm kind of figuring out like, man, transcriptions are not that hard to do. Even at 85%, there's some corrections. Otter's got some cool AI auto correcting things. It doesn't work all the time, but it works enough, right? And, and, And I'm getting all these extra benefits out of it. So once you have that transcript, then you can also export it as a CRT, no, SRT, there it is as an SRT file for YouTube. And if you have a YouTube video that's based on that audio, you can load it in and it'll automatically update your pretty bad YouTube automated transcriptions in that language. So four big benefits to doing transcriptions. Yes, it takes longer. It It does, does. but it totally does. But four, you get four big benefits out of it. So yeah, I I was surprised how, it helps in editing because you can have it turn on timestamps. And if you're yeah. like, I know we talked about such and such, where was that? Cause I want to get a pull quote or something like that. Or you can kind of see, okay, when did we get in? Like how much of this can I delete from the chit chat at the beginning and things like that. So yeah, Carrie says I, I started using Otter to actually transcribe mm-hmm. some zoom calls. Yep. They have that feature I do for research for an online workshop. So I, didn't have to keep yeah notes. I would just go back and reread the interviews. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes control F really easy if you're searching for something too. Oh, Bring those up, control F, yeah. find it. Bam. Oh, that's that's where we talked about it. So yeah, I'm I'm becoming I, I mean I've done we've done transcripts now for two years or something like that. But I'm more and more as we find the value of things in it, you think, okay, if I'm just doing transcripts to make sure they're accurate, okay, that's a lot of work. Make sure you're pulling thing while you're doing it. You're pulling things out of it to get value. Yeah. And yeah. In fact, Doug says, what do you look for in a transcription service? Well, for me, accuracy <laughs> for an individual. I'm about to sign up for Descript. I, I use Descript for the de-umming feature, and that's it. And that's worth the 10 bucks a month I'm paying or whatever it is. I understand now if I wanted them to do more filler words, it's now, I think, 20 or $30 a month. And I was like, hmm. But that's what I use it for. I don't use their transcript. I guess I could. But if you get your transcript more accurate in English and you load it into YouTube, when they do auto translations off of that, they'll do it off of that transcript. And so you'll get a better, you'll even get a little better quality that way too. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's Otter, there's Timmy, Temmy, whatever it was. There's, if you, yeah, Timmy. (laughs) If you want the, uh, the most accurate that I've seen is Rev, rev.com, but it's, you know, a dollar something a minute, but it's because there's an actual human typing it up. So that's where, you know, it really goes in. And I know Descript is one of those tools that does a whole bunch of stuff and I'm not using half of it. I just, I, I, I use Hindenburg. I've used Audition. I've mm-hmm. used Audacity. And I'm like, I don't really need another DAW under my belt, but they do this. You know, I'd be great if somebody really did focus on we will take your audio. We have a super high accurate transcription and we will remove, like I can go in, I think I can still do this. I would say, find you no comma. Mm-hmm. And I, and it would say, Hey, we found that 37 million times. And I'd be like, delete them all. Don't need that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's going to get better. Like this is an area that's just going to get wickedly better. Like we're already seeing with like what they call deep fake deep fakes with video and stuff. Uh, Some of that stuff, like you look at it now and you're like, holy crap, that is amazing. I saw, I watched one the other day. It was like, what if, who is Magnum PI? What was Tom Selleck? What if Tom Selleck, because originally Tom Selleck was going to be a Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, Indiana Jones. Tom Selleck was supposed to play that before Harrison Ford, right? So, but 
Tom mm. Selleck couldn't do it because he was he was Magnum filming his production schedule for Magnum PI was too tight. So he they they had they had I almost said they had Han Solo. Nice. <laughs> they had Harrison Ford do it. So they there's this deep fake of of Tom Selleck's face over a bunch of these shots with Harrison Ford, and you cannot tell the difference. Like mm. it looks great, and it's hair it's. Tom Selleck from that era. It's not old Tom Selleck. Right. It's Tom Selleck from that era. So it takes an enormous amount of processing power and super expensive to do these deep fakes now. But I think we're going to get, I think these transcription services are going to get way better in understanding things. So. Well, and one of the features that Descript is working on, and I think Adobe already has, is you have to train it. But you can then go in, and now you can go in with Descript, and if I say, I can delete the um, and it will delete it in the audio file. But now, what if I go, oh, I should have said that there? I can type it in, and it will take the words and have me say it. And I was like, mm-hmm. now we're getting into a yeah. really spooky area. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And that, that all takes processing power. That's why it's expensive, right? That takes an enormous amount of processing power to get those, you know, to get that kind of stuff done. But I think it only gets better from here. Yeah. Better yeah. and cheaper. I mean, well, let's you know, hope. I mean, we no, had the roadcaster. Well, first we had the mix pre six and three, then we had the roadcaster. Now we've got the zoom pod track. Each one either does the same thing or it's smaller and cheaper, you know, so it's going to be fun to, it, there will be a time when, you know, your partner goes, I found this voicemail <laughs> and it's you talking to another woman. You're like, it's not me. It's not me. It's like, so that's, yeah. that's going to be Dave in the chat room. This is, this is another interesting component to transcripts is yeah. he says having industry specific vocabulary adds complexity. And that yep. is absolutely true. Now Otter's got an ability, some of the other, other ones too, to add custom vocabulary, which is actually very helpful. The other area where this comes in is when you're, you're saying your website. So like the average guy.tv or ask the podcast coach.com. Yeah. Like that's not a normal sentence. And so it does all kinds of weird things with it. With Otter, you could replace that, that what, how it transcribes it with a, like when you hear this, transcribe it with this. And so you can do some of that. Otter is okay at that. It's not a hundred percent. It's kind of, some of it's kind of based on the way you speak. So if you don't speak yeah. very clearly, it struggles, it struggles to hear you. Yeah. Kyle says transcript. Uh, it does. It is. Yeah. Yes. They all do. Just to be honest, it's the weird words. And, and so the next phase of this, right. Is where we, it, it begins to learn more about your patterns and your tendencies, but you have to be faithful to go back in and correct it. So when it's wrong, it learns. This is my, this is always my mistake is I don't have enough time to go in and train the engine in Otter to get it exactly right every time. Yeah. And then I find, I say, when you listen to yourself and you're doing these transcripts, I just don't finish sentences. <laughs> like <laughs> I, It's terrible. <laughs> I'm like, what am I a moron? You know, I just, I go through these and I'm like, I don't finish words. I don't finish sentences. Things don't make sense. They're all run on just like what I'm doing right now. I just keep going on and on. You know, <laughs> That doesn't make for good transcripts. And so I, you know. I'm famous for asking half a question, figuring out what I really wanted to ask <laughs> and then asking that question. I hear exactly. that a lot. I was, yeah. I was editing the show for Monday. And the other thing I do is a huge amount of backstory that I like I'm giving because the guest needs it to understand why I'm asking this question, but I almost always just drag that out. I did have edited audio is always better for transcriptions than live. Yes. Always. Always. Yeah. Uh, I did want to point out, man, it's 1121 already. I know it's Uh, flying by. If if you're a fan of books, if you go to bigpodcast.net slash book club, the one and only David Hooper, is starting a podcast book club. And the reason I bring that up is because the book for October is none other than uh, One Profit from Your Podcast, written by Dave Jackson. So um, I still have a hold on my Amazon account for that, Dave. You know, I bought the book, yeah. and it's, it's, been, it's been holding back $14 or whatever it was, whatever I paid for it. Yeah. So, so when does it release? Uh, in theory, the 20th, uh, not in theory, it's going to be the 28th. 
And, and if it's uh, not on the 28th of September. 20, so, so it's coming up. So we got nine days. Okay. Yeah. So Good. that's Good. fun. Right. Um, I see you're sharing your screen again. Well, hey, let's switch really quick to pod page. We, uh, uh, Daniel and I talked about this on my show this week. And gosh, what they're doing over there, they continue to just add more and more things to this. And one of the things I've really liked, and actually, you know, I have an, I have an app that I purchased through Spreaker that I'm going to kind of cancel because it's just not getting downloaded anymore. But they've created all these, these you know, these player icons, much like Daniel and his social subscribe and follow mm-hmm. um, app. But they've got some here, and, and he, they continue to add, you know, all these things that are available. And I think for wow. someone... Yeah, yeah, wow is right, right? I, I didn't I realize. Think, I haven't looked uh, at I my that's pod all page of them. in a while. They continue to add, and they just added, they Amazon. Just added the Amazon Music one this week. So... um a homegadgetgeeks.com had always gone over to a page that I'd had my, my apps on, but I'm going to redirect that actually over to this site now. Plans are five bucks, so it's pretty, pretty inexpensive as well. And their support, I pinged, they have a chat support. I pinged the guy on Sunday. Yeah. I think Brandon is his name. Brandon, yeah. Yeah, Brandon. He answered back in like 10 minutes. Yeah, he's a good like, guy. Holy um, crap. If you this want, is great. If you want to learn PodPage, uh, not that it's that hard. You can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash learn pod page because that is a course I did on pod page, which I realized I know they just added voicemail to. Yeah, that's another. And that's kind of why I went over there is because they have a little voicemail icon yeah. on the free plan. So I need to add that to the I, I told him I said every time because at one point I had all the. Because I, I, they're all super quick. All these like, here's how you use this. Mm-hmm. And he changed the whole interface. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, you're killing me. I have to redo all my yeah, videos. You, you got to be, they're, they're doing a lot of development on, on pod page. I remember you mentioning this because there was another one we mentioned at the time. There were two of these that came out pod page and podcast page or yeah. something. Or yeah. is that the other one? And that one's fine as well. It's, it's not quite as, I think those guys have multiple projects going, okay. but yeah, that one's handy as well. I'm using that for uh web tools radio which was previously weekly web tools. Weekly web tools. Yeah. It, it's just been one, like if I have new listeners and I'm like, hey, look, however you want to subscribe, just go to homegadgetgeeks.com and now it'll take them to this page and give them really most of the major options of like, oh yeah, no, I want to listen on Apple or I want to listen on on Amazon Music or what Overcast has even got a link in there. So pretty cool. I, I, I like it. It's, it's simple. It's clean. Yeah works pretty well they do have some plans that you can and and the thing that i hear which is um key is if i did something on wordpress and i then later wanted to move like most people can translate a wordpress site to something else so i thought about that you are kind of stuck there but not really because you still have your rss feed so if you have something that can kind of do what pod page is, but it is kind of a, it's a little bit like Divi. When you choose to go with Divi, you're kind of marrying it in, in a way. It's, 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 you know. Yeah. Well, and there's some back end. you know, you can, you can tie your, your analytics to it. They've got some advertising pieces in there, some other stuff, right. That they're kind of building out. So for me, like I, this, I wouldn't host here cause I, I'm, I'm still a big believer in self host right. and may protect your RSS feed. And that's what you own. But certainly when, when I see new sites like this come along and it's got that kind of functionality, Hey, it's worth it to me just for the, for that, you know, it, the, the integrated leave a leave a message yeah. button. That's, that's true. That's pretty cool. Like you're like, well, okay, that's, that's cool. So yeah, when Brandon fixed this, there was, we had a weird, so the player wouldn't show up for me because I was self-hosted. And so I pinged him. I'm like, Hey, I'm not seeing the player. And so immediately he, threw some code at me and it was like, Oh, this is why. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. He's like, I'll have it fixed in a couple hours. And it was there. Yeah. You he, know? He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um, Carrie asked about my book. Is it going to be out on audible? Mm-hmm. It was originally, that was the plan. I have two, two chapters done. And when all this moving stuff happened, I was, I, I was trying to juggle both and I kind of went, yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, maybe, so you're not, not it's not i i mm. everybody i know that's in the book world they're like dude that's a huge mistake put off moving record your book and i i still might take oh. some vacation time maybe and yeah. try to make that happen but it, literally if i wanted it to be available the day it was released i would have submitted it back in july because it takes about a month to get approved on on audible so it's gonna be which 
you know, the, you can always go, well, now I can, now I can have two launches. I can have the launch of the book and the Kindle. And then in a couple months I can go And Now for those of you that were waiting for it on audio and the audio is going to be different than the book. I can say that already. I'm, I'm doing a bit of a Gary V on that where every now and they'll be like, okay. Cause you gotta realize I wrote that book a year ago, which kind of, you know, I like my publisher, but I wrote that book a year ago. Yeah. It's taken a year to come out. And I was yeah. like, so there's some things that I'm like, yeah, here's something else you should know about that. So uh, Re- release it a chapter at a time. Yeah. Like record them a chapter at a time as you have them ready, release it, make it a subscribe, something along those I lines. I thought about right. doing that. I have I bought a thing on uh, AppSumo that allows you to sell digital products. So it's it's kind of like a membership, almost like a, a mm-hmm. Patreon kind of thing. Only where Patreon is ongoing, this would be a one-time thing. And it's an app, so you'd have to download the app. And I was kind of like, yeah. But I thought about that for my diehard, I want it now kind of listeners. I could do that. And the other thing I found out is, man, you know, when you when you're dealing with Amazon and Apple, they're going to take a bite out of that 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 money that you're getting. And it's like, I, yeah, it's yeah. funny because I I argued, I wanted a hundred percent of the audio rights. And when I got them, I was like, oh, these are crumbs. I was arguing over the crumbs that Amazon and Audible leave when I'm done. And I was like. Yeah. Huh, so we shall yeah. see. But, I, I just recorded a chapter at a time and release it in some kind of RSS feed. That that's not folks a bad idea. Create a book RSS feed and gets create some buzz around it. And, you know, you, there's a lot of things you could do with that where you release it, talk about it, get some community involvement, record another one in the next month. I mean, how many chapters are in the book? Do you know? Do you I should remember? know. Well, it was a year ago. Yeah. It, so I, I, I want to say, I'm going to guess 12. Yeah, well, there you go. Like, uh, if say it is twelve, that weirdly matches up to the to the year. You could do one a month, month release yeah. it on the first of the month, have some conversations, create some groups around it. You know, I think there's there's a lot of things that you that you could do that way. Uh, and I can't find my table of contents. Oh, here it is. Okay, so chapter two, chapter three, presentation is queen. Chapter four is he said scrolling by it. How to make money with a podcast. Chapter five is selling your own products. Chapter six, sponsorship. Chapter seven, affiliate marketing. Chapter eight, crowdfunding. Chapter nine, live events. Chapter 10, opportunities. Chapter 11, free stuff. Chapter 12, should I start a network? Chapter 13, how much money do you want to make? Chapter 14, one last way podcasters generate income. And chapter 15, so you want to quit your day job. So 15, 15, 15 chapters. chapters, you know, what you could do then, and you could create a 16th chapter when you're done that talks about everything you learned by doing this, this book. Yeah. The book and this process of releasing one a month. The one thing I do need to make, and that's probably what I'm going to do today is I have, I, I pulled this from Pat Flynn where, how do I get my listeners email address? So there's kind of bonus content already. And I was going to use Mighty Networks for that, and that doesn't exist yet. And I was like, mm. eh, you got nine days to make that happen, buddy. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, but uh, anyway, I've already talked about what's coming up on Monday's show at the School of Podcasting. I'll be interviewing Elizabeth, I always want to say Bennett, and that's not Benton. Bennett, she's the woman that, that wrote the book Chasing Cupcakes, and she is a, a great author. She's She's in the health field, but she also like – dug herself out of $130,000 in debt. That's something you don't do every day. And uh, she's really great on mindset. And so I had her come on to explain, hey, what was your business like before podcasting? What was your business like after podcasting? As well as, it was funny. It's it's one of those things where kind of knowing who your audience is, I threw in one question about marriage that she has some really great insights because mm. a lot of my audience mm. is married. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This isn't really microphones and bandwidth, but let's talk about that. So Jim, what's coming up on the average guy.tv. Yeah. I alluded to this earlier. The Jan Daniel J Lewis from yeah. the audacity, the podcast is on uh, and it's kind of a podcasting episode. And some, the very first part of the show, we talk about the, we talk about the things Daniel does for the podcasting community. So if you ever wondered like what's Daniel doing out there, you can kind of, kind of get an update on all the things that he does. And then, we spent a bunch of time. He previewed it two weeks ago. We spent a bunch of time talking about the RGB lighting that he set up in his studio. And we kind of talk about studio setups. So podcasters listening, this may be a good one to listen to. So head over to the average guy.tv slash HGG four, six, zero, four, six, zero. It's not actually out there right this second live people, but I'll have it out this weekend. 
and you can get an opportunity to hear Daniel. He did a great job, and I always appreciate it. It had been seven and a half years, Dave, since I'd had him on the show. So wow, good, good to have him back. And for Home Gadget Geeks, is that also the the podcast that your daughter was on? Yeah, that was. Yep, awesome. Home Gadget Geeks. Yep. All right. Well, thanks to everybody. Stick around for some post show. <laughs> 